0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Business Life. Coming up in this edition, government kickstarts process to restructure local dollar bonds and cocoa bills, insisting it needs to drastically reduce Ghana's debt and unlock additional funding from the IMF. Also in this bulletin, consumers urge to prepare to bear the extra cost on four prices as oil marketing companies increase prices of personal products at the pumps. The
1: consumer has to always pay for uh, the price, uh, the market price. Um, you know, once it goes up, you have to pay uh, uh, what the market is dictating.
0: Plus, second edition of Joy Business Thought Leadership Series comes off tomorrow at one pm. We will tell you what to expect. We've got these also these and many others coming your way. All in a moment. Please stay. Music Always a joy to have you on. I am Pius Kujobaka. To our very first story, some oil marketing companies have increased prices of petroleum products at the pumps beginning this morning. However, the reasons for the increase have been mixed. While some are linking to the cost price of the bulk oil distribution companies, others are also attributing it to the slight depreciation of the CD to the dollar, basically. Joe Yafe has the rest of the story.
2: Total Energies is selling a liter of diesel and petrol At 12 Ghana cities, 45 pesos from its old price of 12 Ghana cities, 30 pesos per litre. Market leader Gwale is selling a litre of diesel at 12 Ghana cities, 45 pesos. While Petro is going for 12 Ghana cities, 40 pesos from its old price. Of 12 ghana cities 30 pesos now 12 ghana cities 45 pesos that's the price that shell selling a liter of diesel at the pumps. however petrol is going for 12 ghana cities 40 pesos this should mean that prices have gone up by 10 to 15 pesos per liter in terms of increase in prices of petroleum products from this morning However, reasons have been mixed. Whilst some of the oil marketing firms are linking the adjustment to an increase in the cost price of products sold by the bulk oil distribution firms, some of the firms are linking the adjustment to the recent challenges with the Ghana city. However, officials of the National Petroleum Authority are disputing this insisting that the Ghana city has been fairly stable since last month. The bulk oil distribution firms have been explaining to Joy Business why their cost price have gone up. They are attributing this to an increase in prices of finished petroleum products on the international market. It's not clear for now how this could impact on transport fares as well as the general price levels of goods and services in the coming weeks.
0: Now, Executive Director of Africa Center for Energy Policy, Ben Boache, has indicated that the increase in fuel prices by the oil marketing companies is a major surge and does not require the intervention of government. According to him, consumers must be prepared to bear the extra cost. He spoke earlier on the marketplace. I mean,
1: uh, the government can hardly intervene. Um, if we understood what the good oil was at delivering, then we can look at how that intervenes uh, in this particular instance. Uh, but if you check the price goes up now, 70, uh you're looking at about 2.3 uh, C D. Even if they take all of that out, I mean, petrol prices will still uh, be as high as, uh, about 10. So um, there's little room for government to intervene at this point. Um, the consumer has to always pay for uh, the price, uh, the market price. Um, you know, once it goes up, you have to, Uh, what the market is dictating Um, and when it comes down also I mean that is the fuel of the world and uh, consumers always have to be aware uh, that the movement has to be absorbed by uh, the consumer so um, I think it's just the usual preparedness to to, to recognize that international prices are not stable it goes up uh, and down and when it goes you uh, have to prepare to pay more, think, just as when it comes down. The only time you would expect that like, huge intervention will be when uh, it's so significant that you know, it shows it, it, the entire economy of balance. Then you expect some policy action really uh, offset any economic difficulty. But at this point, I don't think it's a major concern uh, for us in the industry and also for the government.
0: And to some other stories, the World Bank has warned Ghana that it faces um, risks of financial challenges and the tendency of losing its foreign direct investment influence to other countries if this does not implement um, a critical action plan to address its current energy challenges. According to its Managing Director of Operations, Anna Bejedi, the issues confronting maturing, building and revenue collection within the sector should be proactively done without interruption. Addressing the media at a press conference, she said her outfit will provide technical support to the government and
3: other stakeholders to save the sector from going down. The World Bank Country Director net earlier remarks said that deficiencies in the energy sector is being characterized by the power purchasing agreement, which is gradually driving Ghana's debt up.
4: Those contracts that we've signed, those PPAs, are just... Too expensive. Mm. Uh, you know, too expensive and the kind of PPAs you sign is take pay, which means Ghana is paying to the electricity that is not even being produced. Yeah. You have double capacity, yes, over time you know, usage will improve, so you, your excess capacity will go down. But the fact is, in the last few years, Ghana entered into some PPAs that were the wrong types yeah. in our view. And at the wrong rates, at the wrong prices, and today you are paying dearly for it. And also it has an impact because today we're talking of green, green, green clean energy. Yeah. Many companies want to come to Ghana to do uh, you know, solar and all. Yeah, government wants probably the best thing to do. But you're, you are still caught up with those that you have to pay because you are tied up in these contracts. So you will take new ones, you will pay them.
3: Now, the bank's managing director of operations, as part of its three day working visit to Ghana to deliberate on ways to support Ghana's economy, said an immediate action is needed to save the energy sector as well as businesses.
5: Uh, during COVID, of course, was very important, but it's also very important as Ghana takes on some of these reforms. So, um, uh, some time ago, the tariff was increased quite significantly, the electricity tariff, and that can only be done when you have also an accompanying social protection system that takes care of some of the lower income households to be able to absorb the higher cost of electricity. And then the third area is the energy sector in and of itself. There's been over the last few years a deterioration in the performance of the energy sector, particularly in the financial performance. And here we're trying to help with metering, billing and collections so that the uh, revenue collected from the sector can uh, go uh, to where it needs to be covering costs so that the energy energy supply is not interrupted. So that's a very big part of our dialogue right now. And it actually is linked to us also providing support to the budget because we very much would like to support the government's actions to improve the energy sector as part of our budget support uh, initiative with the the authorities.
3: She maintained that there's a need for more investment for renewable energy.
5: Yeah, we talked about is actually starting to shift from conventional energy to renewable energy. We see huge potential in solar energy, for example. And around the world, what we have seen is when countries shift to renewable energy, you do need to make the commensurate investments also then in transmission equipment because it requires investments to be able to accommodate renewable energy technology. But what we see is that you all of a sudden get a a very big new business line in services for renewable energy, which stimulates growth. You can even think about developing what we call local manufacturing capacity so that you get certain new areas of growth. So we see a lot of opportunities with the green economy, and I think a lot of opportunity to think about the energy strategy also going towards green and interconnected to be able to export to other countries that need energy through the West African power pool and other interconnections. Ghana has huge potential
3: in this field. Also, a country director for the World Bank, Pierre Laporte, reiterated the bank's commitment to supporting Ghana's economic reforms.
4: In terms of what's in the pipeline, uh, as you know, we are working uh, on a budget support operation for 300 million that we accept, expect to be approved before the end of the year to support the economic reform program. We also have a financial sector support operation of 250 million dollars, also expected before the end of the fiscal year. As you know, with the Domestic debt restructuring, which impacted on the capital adequacy of banks, and we are coming in also to support that as part of the border reform. And then we have several projects uh, like this in, in the pipeline in terms of investment. We have a youth entrepreneur youth em- employment program being, being in the last phase of preparation.
3: According to the World Bank, growth is expected to slow further to 1.6% and remain muted in 2024 before returning towards its potential. James Hishan filed that report. Now, Fitch Solutions has
0: reaffirmed its position that economic activities in Ghana will get worse before getting better this year. This is coming despite the expansion of the economy by 4.2% year-on-year in the first quarter of this year. According to the UK-based firm, the relatively appreciable growth rate in the first three months of this year was primarily driven by strong government consumption as tax revenue shot up significantly. Fish Solutions had projected that the country's budget deficit will narrow substantially to 5.7% in relation to the size of the economy in 2023 from an estimated 8.3% in 2022. Here is Mike Koroninga, Senior Country Analyst for Sub-Saharan Africa, speaking on the media review of Sub-Saharan Africa.
6: Acceleration in the first quarter of, of, of 2023 was primarily driven by strong government consumption and a widening trade surplus as exports remained pretty solid while imports faltered. That said, household consumption essentially recorded uh, no growth at all and fixed investment um, recorded a pretty significant contraction, implying that domestic uh, conditions remain weak and that uh, growth will likely soften um, in the quarters ahead. We project real GDP growth, to average 3% this year, remaining well below Ghana's uh, pre-pandemic average of 5.3%, which is indicated by the uh, pink line here. So naturally, the next question is, why is this the case? So why will Ghana's economy operate uh, below capacity in 2023? And one of the key reasons here um, is weaker access to credit.
0: All right, so let's stay a while longer on the economy because government has finally kick-started the process to restructure lo- uh, local dollar bonds and cocoa bills, totaling almost 18.2 billion cities. This was after it officially launched what is being described as the second round of the domestic debt exchange program. George Yafe has the rest of the story.
2: For the local dollar bonds, which is directly being led by the finance ministry in terms of the offer, government is seeking to restructure 800 800- and $9 million worth of bonds. Investors that are holding these papers have from last Friday to July 28, 2023 to take a decision whether they want to participate in the offer. However, the Ministry of Finance have already secured the necessary commitment from commercial banks and some institutional investors that hold majority of these papers. But one is still not sure whether the offer could be successful come next Friday. The Ministry of Finance is hoping that the new dollar bonds will mature on two separate years. 50% of the payment to be done in 2027 and the rest in 2028. The Cocoa Bill, which government is seeking to restructure almost 8 billion Ghana cities, is led by Cal Bank in terms of handling the whole process. The offer will close by July 31. Holders of these papers that decide to participate in the offer will have each bond exchanged for five new papers with an aggregate principal amount rounded up to one Ghana city. The Ministry of Finance argues that it needs to carry out this second round of domestic debt restructuring to help reduce the country's debt and unlock additional funding from the International Monetary Fund.
0: All right, so joining me on the back of this is economist Professor Lord Mesa, who joins me on phone. I'm um, grateful you could join me, sir, on Business Life. Um, what is your expectation of this new DDP, um, for Lord Mensah who joins me on phone? I'm um, grateful you could join me, sir, on Business Life. Um, what is your expectation of this new DDP, um, for?
7: One has laid the foundation, and clearly the investor community has started learning uh, the, some of the consequences that I see, we are taking about you know 55 uh, more than I mean 50 percent of our expenditure. Mm-hmm. So it is expected that before government you know gets that kind of free space, um, they may have to you know um, look at. And that's why we started with the domestic, you know, debt. And then the foreign debt, I mean, I believe that the domestic debt has to a a foundation for the investor sensitization. And uh, I don't think uh, we, we, the government will struggle with um, the current one as expected. Even though, I mean, they all come as a shock to the investor community. And um, uh, for me, the investor learned. Everything that happens sometimes uh, gives them kind of leverage to accommodate, you know, if possible happens. And as we speak now, every investor in Ghana knows that government bonds are not free.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: So if uh, this restructuring are coming, um, yes, it's uh, something that um, they may have to embrace. But then, if you listen to the statement that was issued, a government says it's voluntary. Uh, and if it's voluntary, and some... May want to test the water by holding up without their old bonds. But mm. like I, I, I indicated earlier, um, it, it's not going to be that difficult as compared to
0: the earlier one. Mm. In, in your view, how crucial will this exercise be to meeting the conditionalities, um, basically to qualify for the second tranche of um, receiving the IMF program?
7: Yeah, critically, um, the first tranche, I mean, let me put it. The one smaller is an emergency fund. It is a fund that, I mean, um, the external or the IMF saw the dire consequence of our economy. Mm. And as a result of that, they have to relax some of the um, requirements. And so I believe that with the second fund, they may strictly, I mean, keep to the requirements. And one of the requirements is to make sure that we use our debt burden. And remember, IMF does not lend to a country that is in debt picture. Mm-hmm. And so if your death burden is will be hindering, you know, the possible benefits that you're supposed to, have uh, mean, gain from the program, I may not go on to extend, you know, the facility. So um, the first one is more as a rescue, you know, relief, and uh, the subsequent ones I believe they will go strictly by. What you know, is all it's quite, I mean, a pressing issue as far as um, our, I mean, our engagement for that is concerned.
0: It's good you mentioned um, about our debt stock, and I want to know the importance of this exercise in reducing that, really.
7: Of yeah, course, um, it's not going to reduce the debt stock. It, it, it's a great profile. Mm. It's just going to prolong, you know, our debt payment. But then, in the immediate term, there's going to be that fiscal phase because government interest burden will come down. So let's assume that we have to pay, you know, 19% on the um, maybe it's lost. Let me put it 6% because those bonds, international bonds that were, you know, um, issued locally, uh, were going for 6%, 7% thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And so if we um, are able to reduce it to maybe 2% for about 10 years, I mean, it, it creates that kind of space for government to maneuver with um, the possible, you know, interest payment that they would have done. And so... Um, from where I sit, um, it's just a deferment, and uh, if we don't package ourselves well, and uh, we don't take advantage of the the free space, economic space, that will, the fiscal space that will be created within this uh, period that will be warming up to pay the French power going forward somewhere in five years, um, I mean, ten years' time, um, it may be a big blow to us, and so from where I sit. I think that we may have to be careful, in our, in our, as, as much as we are risk we should note that it's not going to reduce our debt, but then rather spread our debt into latter years of, I mean, uh, some of us, our life. Mm. And uh, I think that with that, we can get that fiscal space to print and generate more to pay going forward.
0: Okay. So, uh, Professor Amin, sir, do you hold the view that this exercise basically is better off for investors?
7: Well, you know, for, from the investor's perspective, mm. you know, if you are going to lose your money completely, I mean, let's assume you do know, accept this in government, but then the only problem with, with, with government is that in as much as the investors are going to sacrifice, they may want to see the government behaving like a government that, oh, you know, not necessarily a government that, you know, squeezes the people and in the end, The government will be, you know, flushing, you know, um, things out and then wasting money here and there. But from where I sit, right, and from the principles of finance, if you are going to lose your money completely through, I mean, banks, if the country should declare bankrupt, then you are better off that the country will restructure, you know, and then possibly prolong your debt. So, from where I sit, I think. It's an offer that um, we may have to uh, consider as as investors and then possibly sacrifice in a short term, short short to medium term, for long term prospects for the country. So um, I think they have to do with communication as well. And if the communications are not there, that is when the investor community seems to lose trust in the government. And when they lose trust, whatever you put mm. on the table, uh, they will fix it. they will take it with a pinch of salt. Right. But if you, I mean, turn up to come out clear with information, I mean, if you, if it comes up that you have to pay, you know, I mean, certain principal and certain coupons and you need to wait, pay exactly on time, I think you build that trust with them and whatever you put on the table has to do with negotiating. All right.
0: All um, right. Thank you very much, Professor Lord Mensah, for your time here on Business Life. You're still watching Business Life with me, Payos Kojobaka. We've got more for you after this break.
3: Two, bro, see, with the EcoBank salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance, oh, free debit card
0: save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double Shh. your salary, a hodier oh, and even
3: more consolation rewards in the EcoBank double salary promo reloaded. Vim boom, Echo Guy,
8: free. This EcoBank salary account sounds interesting. Uh, uh, what do you think?
3: Uh, uh,
0: but maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I had to go shine and shoot. Hey.
9: Yo, myself, I to go check my BB.
0: Open an Echo Bank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Echo Bank Double Salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply.
8: Enjoy,
6: and it's job life regardless. This oh, program under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Paritas
9: Lottery Despite swearing never to return to the International Monetary Fund after the 16th program for a bailout, Ghana went back to the fund for a 17th program. The effects, a painful debt restructuring and aggressive tax reforms have brought untold hardship to businesses and consumers. This edition of the Joy Business Thought Leadership Series will seek to examine the impact of Ghana's 17th IMF program and government's policy initiatives to revive the economy in the Media Budget Review. Speakers, Professor Godfrey Buckingham. Economist and Professor of Finance at the University of Ghana Business School. Dr. Humphrey Ayimdake, President, AGI. Joseph Obin, President, Guta. Matt Bedu Abwaji, CEO, GNCCI. Yao Apialate, Partner, Financial Advisory, Deloitte, Ghana. Edward Caraway, General Secretary, General Agriculture Workers Union. And Noong Falong, CEO of Etheria. Date 18th July 2023. Time, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. The program will be live on the Joy News channel and Joy FM and all Joy Business social media handles. The Joy Thought Leadership Series is powered by Joy Business with support from Joy FM and Joy News.
0: back. The government achieved about 19.5% of its treasury bills sale target. However, the cost of borrowing the domestic instrument went up for the 15th consecutive week. There is more in this report.
8: The auction was oversubscribed due to the relatively smaller target. According to the results published by the Bank of Ghana, the government got a little about 2.12 billion CDs from the sale of short-term instruments. The target for the auction was estimated at 1.77 billion CDs. A chunk of the bids came from the 91-day T-bill, where a little above 1.81 billion CDs were mobilized. The government, however, accepted all the bits tendered. Again, the government accepted all the 313.59 million CDs tendered for the 182-day bill. Meanwhile, interest rates continued to surge as the three-month bill increased by 0.29% to 24.39%. Also, the rate on the 182-day bill shot up to 26.40% from the previous 26.02%. Analysts are concerned about the rising interest costs as it may affect the government's quest to cut domestic interest payments.
0: And we do know tomorrow is a big day for us. Despite swearing never to return to the International Monetary Fund after the 16th program for a bailout, Ghana returned to the fund for a 17th program. Well, this was after the economy went through external and internal shocks coupled with fiscal indiscipline, sending it to its knees. Now, the effects, a painful debt restructuring program and aggressive tax reforms, have brought untold hardship to businesses and consumers. Expectations are high as the government prepares its 2023 half year budget. What are the expectations of businesses and industry? This edition of the JOY Business Thought Leadership Series will seek to examine the impact of Ghana's 17th IMF program and the government's policy initiatives to revive the economy in the mid-year budget review. We've got great speakers, Professor Goldfeld Bobkin, economist and professor of finance at the University of Ghana Business School, and great industry players to speak to the issues tomorrow. You just want to make a date with us tomorrow at 1 PM on all our social media platforms and of course on all our platforms joy news and myjoyonline.com as well as 99.7 fm this is where we part company i am Pius kujubaka let's connect same time tomorrow bye <music>